Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This is Andy Raymond, Unfiltered The Blast. Let's wind back the clock. The date, Sunday the 2nd of October 2016. The venue, Sydney's Olympic Stadium. And the event was the NRL Grand Final between the Cronulla Sharks and the Melbourne Storm in front of 83,625 fans. Cronulla had won 15 straight games earlier in the season. The core group of this footy side were playing, I think, career-best footy. The club had entered into the competition in 1967. They hadn't won a premiership and they were sick of the jokes. The Storm were playing their sixth grand final in 10 years. They were the benchmark. They had won the final round game against Cronulla to claim the minor premiership. Our look at the game is through the eyes of Cronulla legend Luke Lewis. You'd won a premiership previously with the Panthers, mate. Was this week, this experience any different? 203. Oh, anyway, bring back some memories just reading it out, but it was totally different. Uh, I remember back in 2003, I was a young kid and I was just I was just having a ball. And I remember Craig Gow sort of said, uh, boys, just enjoy the week and the occasion and, uh, you know, just sort of take it as it comes. But fast forward another what, 16, oh, 14 years, I think it was, yep. between drinks, wherever it was. But, um, mate, going back to grand final week when I was a lot older, I, I actually went, oh, wow, like, this is what it's all about. You know, we're doing you know, the photos and, and going to the footy show and you know, you're actually watching it from the older the older boys' uh, eyes. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually soaked it all up a lot more when I was older because I didn't appreciate it when I was a young kid, which is very sad to say because um, I just expected it to happen, you know. Like, we were very lucky uh, in 2003, like, it was only two years and we are playing an NRL Grand Final. It was a dream. And then it took 14 years to get back there. So, yeah, I think just the appreciation of having that opportunity um, – when it was a lot older, it really hit home. You're not the first bloke to say that, that as a young bloke when they won a premiership, it it just happened. And you probably didn't realise the gravity and the enormity of the situation and the accomplishment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when we were kids, mate, everyone every I played, you know, you had Luke Rooney, Shane Rodney, Joel Clinton, Trent Waterhouse, all these boys um, that were there. And, and we played SG Ball, Harold Matson. We made, you know, major semifinals or grand finals. You know, we're winning games. Uh, we'll sit at the top of the competition. We won yeah. the minor premiership. Uh, no one gave us a chance. Everyone wrote us off. And mate, we just had so much belief. And uh, I just thought that was going to happen all the time. Uh, then we won the grand final. Next thing you know, we're going on the kangaroo tour. And just, mate, all these things happen so fast. And you go, oh, how good was our life? We're only young kids. I think I was 19 at the time. Little did I know how much hard work had to go into it, how many things had to fall into place. And yeah, I look back now and I appreciate it so much. It was a low-scoring first half, just the eight points, but it was tough. It was extremely tough. What do you remember that first 40 minutes? I was so confident about the, the 16 grand final going into it. I remember getting on the bus before we went out there, and I had this funny feeling that we are going to win. I said to Mickey, you know, we'll win today. I just had this feeling. Uh, ran out the field, and, uh, yeah, we, we played pretty much the perfect half of footy. Yeah. I don't think we had any errors in the first 40 minutes. Um, we're up 8-0. Uh, we had a couple of opportunities. I remember early, uh, James Maloney made a beautiful break. I pushed up in support, got tackled an inch from, from the uh, trial line, and uh, I, I wanted to reach out so bad. But uh, <laughs> I knew if I did, uh, I'd give away a penalty and, and Melbourne would be up the other end. But, um, yeah, two plays later, uh, Big Gowser calls his play, big man down, and 
we get that play on. And, and all the little things that we tried for the last two years sort of come together on that night because that play where Benny Barber scored, we'd practice that play in a game, oh, I reckon, you know, five or six times 2015, put it on a few times, you know, during 16, never worked. And the biggest occasion of all, uh, gals are calls that see something. So everyone got straight into position and, and it come off. But um, I always had so much trust and belief in the players that never for one second in that first half, or even halfway through that second half, I think we're going to lose until uh, obviously bloody Will Chambers crossed the line. I went, oh no, what's going on here? But uh, mate, that was one of the best features we've ever had behind the line and it come from the, uh, obviously the 5-8 and James Maloney. And mate, I think he hit the nail on the head. He, he said exactly what we needed to hear at that point in time and everyone reacted to it. And uh, we just got back into the groove and we were lucky enough to hold on. What was the speech? What did Jimmy Maloney have to say? Well, mate, you know what? He doesn't speak too much. Uh, and usually when he does speak, he's always mucking around and yeah. you know, having a bit of a laugh or whatever it is. But he pulled everyone in. He just said right there and then he goes, boys, we knew tonight was never going to be everything our way. He said, "Stay. just give me the next five sets of our best defensive set that we've done all year. And get in position and we'll come up with the right play. Everyone bought into it. Mate, we went down, we had a good, good kickoff, great uh, set of defence. We yep. sort of limited uh, Melbourne's metres. Worked our way up. We were real patient with the ball. Kept getting to a kick. You know, really focused on our kick chase. And um, you know, the first, the next five sets, we just put all our focus into it with our D. And we finally got our opportunity down the line. Uh, I think we've got a repeat set. Nice little kick from James Maloney again. And then um, you know, Mickey Ennis sets up a beautiful play. We've got a nice shape out the right. But it was funny, you know, we had that shape all year. And the way that the whole defensive line was sort of lining up against us, I knew we were going to score just a matter of which option he took. So, yeah, but Mickey Ennis obviously took the, the short board of the theatre and he had five blokes in front of him and sends the ball down. But, again, it all comes from the speech from James Maloney about giving us that chance to get up there. Don't stress about pushing the ball out and don't try and chase points that will come if we just believe in the process. So it worked. So here's Ennis now. Fafita tries to crash his way over. He does. Fafita got the ball over the line. Michael Ennis and Ben Barber celebrate. They saw what I saw. We've got try. We all saw what you saw. Fafita's got it on the ground. Well, that's what he's capable of. And the big fella, he's just an awkward big thing. He's hard to handle when he gets his steam up and he just... We see Andrew Fafita maintains possession and grounds the ball in the end goal. Have a decision and going to the board. So it's going to be green lights. Cronulla are about to be back in front. 11 minutes to go. It was the Andrew Fafita try. He went on a tear. Pretty special, Louis. Oh, mate, it's mind-blowing, to be honest. It's still... Now, you see that try. Um, I don't understand how he got down. I really don't. There was five uh, Melbourne players there. Um, he spun out. He had the ball in a real weird, awkward position, like his wrist was holding the ball. Any sort of movement touches that ball, any hand, any elbow, knee touches that ball, it falls out. Um, but it was just stuck to his arm beautifully. And he's seen a little bit of a white line. He just slammed it straight down. But, um, mate, that was the best feeling in the world. I was probably in the perfect position. Mm. Um I was lining up, ready to run the line uh, for the sweep runner on Betty Barbs. And I was looking at the feeder and I seen he put it down. And, mate, as soon as they went up to the, um, the video ref, I said, that's try time. We're, we're back in front. And, um, mate, that will go down as probably one of the greatest grand final trials, I reckon, uh, especially for you know, what was on the line. Um, to get us back in, we probably wouldn't have got another opportunity against probably the best defensive team in the competition for the last couple of years. 
14-12 to Cronulla, the next 10 minutes, it wasn't about ability, it was about character. It was about who wanted it the most. Melbourne kept coming and coming and coming up until the final play of the game. They they threatened to steal the premiership literally with two seconds to go. It was funny, you know, you watched that last minute uh, from the scrum play. And I remember during the, during the year when I used to put this game together where you'd have 13 v 7. Uh, but the seven had to defend the whole width of the field and we had to stop them from scoring tries. So uh, we'd practised it over and over and over again. And, um, mate, that night, if you, you know, if you're at the training field, you watch that uh, that last play and you can actually see the training drill come into effect. And we were just scrambling everywhere. And when Melbourne went to the right, uh, we sort of all got over. They shut it down. Then went back to the left. But if you actually watch it, you see our line slowly get back together and waited for the opportunity to come. And then, uh, obviously, Ricky Latelli knew it was one-on-one and he just had to go and make it on Corabidi and, yeah, the game was over. But um, I do believe if we didn't play that game during the whole 2016 season, that probably we'd probably lose that game at the end there. A lot of great individual performances. For mine, it was a team that showed the character of its coach, Shane Flanagan. He's tough. He's uncompromising. He just doesn't stop. And that, I think, sums up the way the 17 players played on that night. Yeah, absolutely. I think Flano done a great job with the whole group, not, not just the 17 that were out there, but our whole squad of 33 at the time. Um, you know, I think he kept everyone fresh. He got everyone hungry. He got everyone motivated. Uh, and he got everyone to believe in, the, in what we, we believed in. And everyone bought into it. Uh, but, mate, that night, there was so many class performances. And you know, I, I'll say it again. Every time I look at that Clive Churchill medal, Mate, I, I just think of the, the 17 players that ran out that night. I mean, I'll never forget the way that we played during the year. But the guys who stand out for me are like, you're not the ones that you know, had blinders. It's, it's like your players like uh, Jack Bird, you know, yep. Valentine Holmes, Ricky Natelli, Sasai Fecky, you know, Benny Barber, those kind of guys. They've done so many uh, tough carries out of their back end. Mate, they had up so many metres. Mm. Uh, they got their defence right out wide. You know, Jack Bird dislocated his elbow, tore his ligaments in his elbow. Mate, he probably misses 12 weeks if, he, if he's in a general, in a normal game of footy. Mm. Uh, he continued and stayed on. Mate, some of the carries had the back end of that half. It just got us on the front foot time after time again. Uh, and the execution had done me half for Big Giannis. Hey, it just mate, gives me goosebumps talking about it. I, it was the best team I've ever played in. I, I loved everything about it, but you're 100% right. I think Flano you know, just knew how to get the best out of it. So mate, it, it all come down to that last play. And um, I think everyone understands why we actually come away with that win is because of the work we did we did during the year and, and everyone just believed in the process. The final whistle, the dressing rooms, the streets of Cronulla, the presentation night. Five years on, what's the one memory that stands out to you? Oh, mate, look, the, the memory for me that stands out the most is when we got back to, to Shark Park. Uh, obviously, you know, it's awesome when you, um, you finish the game and you know you've got the win. You know, I look over, I see my daughter there for the first time in the grand final. Whatever I wanted to is to have my daughter to do a lap of honour. I got to do that with uh, my, my wife. Uh, my family was there. But the part that I loved the most is when we actually got off the bus at Cronulla, we all walked into the change rooms where we'd been there for years, where we've had some down times and we've had some really good times. But we're all just having a laugh. We're all sitting in our training gear. Everyone's got their rings on. But the trophy just sitting there. Um, it was the best feeling in the world. And we knew that the crowd... Uh, we're out in the field uh, waiting for us to come out and you can hear him singing up, up Cronulla and mate, walking up the back stairs uh, to go up the top, holding that trophy and, and just looking around with all the smiles on each other's faces. Mate, 
I'll never get that out of my head. That was probably the best feeling in the world. And and knowing what we were just about to walk out to, and yeah. we went on that top uh, you know, top grandstand, it was uh, it was a pretty surreal feeling. A wonderful grand final. Cronulla claiming their first, scoring a 14 points to 12 win over Melbourne to take out the 2016 NRL Premiership.